the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's do this. Andrea K. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. <laughs> the Andrea K. Show. Yeah, and I thank you all for being here. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show. As we are rolling into the weekend on this Friday Eve show, Hour 2 means that, uh, at least for tonight and the next couple days, our man DJ Carrot Sticks has moved on, and in his seat is the one and only, the newest hot veggie in town. It's DJ Sesame Broccolini. Up in the his house. <laughs> Soon to have his own well-produced intro. Looking forward to it. Um, I've been getting some emails from some of my peeps that, you know, go up and down the dial on the radio. And they've been messaging me going, what the actual huh with Mark Levin? And I'm like, well, first of all, I told you all a while ago that Mark Levin, the uh, alleged formerly known as the great one, uh, is is a rhino. He's establishment, and uh, he is doing like like Brian Kilmeade did on Fox against Burchett. Uh, he and a new Gingrich, by the way, people are like, what's going on with Gingrich? Well, Gingrich is about as establishment. Newt Gingrich is, is about as establishment as it gets. And Newt Gingrich analysis is stuck in 1992. Okay. So nobody should be paying any attention to anything Newt Gingrich has to say. But people have been like, I don't understand Mark Levin. Well, Mark Levin is doing what what uh, the Uniparty is doing. Uh, they're they're circling the wagons and attacking anybody that's stepping up against them. Tom Renz, who I've had on the show before, Tom Renz was one of the people that, as as an attorney, that fought hard for our freedoms during COVID. He's been on the show before, and I need to have him back. Uh, he wrote a scathing opinion piece on Gateway Pundit. And I want to read an excerpt for it because it's so brilliantly worded and it so hits it dead on. He says, with due respect to a couple of guys I normally like, their reaction is bull. You know what? Mark Levin and Newt Gingrich are out bashing Matt Gates and the other seven Republicans that had the courage to, to uh, do what no one else would do by standing on principle. These guys are beating up Gates, claiming he's unprincipled because he showed loyalty to the country over party. And it is inexcusable. The GOP has sold Trump and the rest of our nation down the toilet since 2016. And it's time to clean house. And this was a good start. He says, let me start by sharing my opinion. We cannot sacrifice principles for a party that even when it held both parties um, and uh, he meant houses and had a Republican president in 2016 could not repeal Obamacare. He says without which we could not have had the covid debacle. But that's another story. He says we have CBDCs coming a world on the brink of war, a wide open border with military age men from all our enemy nations pouring through a weaponized justice system, holding patriots in prison with nothing approaching a fair trial, rampant election fraud, the destruction of health freedom, a collapsing economy. Donald Trump, Republicans presidential front runner, by the way, being attacked 
by corrupt prosecutors. And Speaker, Speaker Kevin McCarthy did nothing to negotiate any sort of legitimate deal on any of these issues before increasing the debt ceiling or passing the latest spending bill. And speaking of the spending bill, where were Newt and Levin and screaming at McCartney for partnering with Democrats on that? At the end of the day, the lesser of two evils is still evil, and I'm not willing to blindly support a party that sells out on my principles because they are the lesser lesser of two evils. As I am seeing the Republican Party ramp up attacks on Gates and anyone else that steps out of line, let me say for the record that if the GOP continues its attacks on Trump, Gates, and other principled America First conservatives, I will put everything I have into facilitating a national discussion of a third party. There is no question that the best approach for our country is to retake the GOP, but if the sellouts running that party will not support a presidential candidate that is winning by 40 plus percentage points to continue to throw elections by failing to fund America first candidates like McConnell and McCarthy did in 2022 and want to continue negotiating our country into a globalist nightmare. I'm done with them. Boom, shakalaka. I think that opinion piece is the best analysis and the best summary of what has been going on and why the gang of eight, the hateful eight as they're being called, as being skewered why they were actually the heroes of this moment. And to think in this country that we only have eight, eight in both houses of Congress, eight people willing to stand up for this country. That's what should shock the core. And to see everybody in the establishment, legacy media, people that used to be considered MAGA or conservative like Levin and others going after the heroes should tell you everything. Matt Gates said before he pulled the trigger on the motion that this would be an exercise in showing you who's really in control, showing you who, who's really the Democrats. And you just found out it's Mark Levin. Well done. Well done. He lays out all the issues facing our, our country and how McCarthy's done absolutely nothing to stall any of them. They've known. The Republican Party has known. We, last hour, we talked to Steve Friend, the FBI whistleblower. What, what's McCarthy done about the whistleblowers? Steve Friend disclosed the, the dollar game, how taxpayer, do, taxpayer money is being given to the FBI in the form of incentives to go and arrest more and more and more people and to cook the books of the domestic terrorists, i.e. MAGA. And then the more that the FBI gets incentivized to go and arrest more, then they're going to cook the books and arrest more. Then the, then the government says, well, we need more money to fund the FBI. And then the FBI turns right around and goes and arrests more MAGA. See the game being played? And he was correct, Steve Friend was, in tagging the Weaponization uh, Oversight Committee as well as the House Judiciary Committee on their oversight because this incentive program, this bounty on the heads of Americans has been in place for 10 years and was really getting ramped up and funded back in 2021. Sesame Broccolini, I know that, I don't know if you heard any of that, but is there anything you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, look, uh, I do want to come in here and just say that I think Kevin McCarthy, I don't know anything about him personally. Maybe he's a good guy. I don't I want to give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit. I don't know anything about, you know, what he does in his free time or what he's like with his friends and his family. But I really do think people need to see the bigger picture here. This is a huge moment for conservatives. Nancy Pelosi's not the speaker. Kevin McCarthy's not the speaker. We have an opportunity to get a truly conservative, anti-establishment, America-first policy doctrine person into the one of the most high-ranking positions 
in the entire country. You're third in line to the presidency. The Speaker of the House is supposed to be close to the people. You're supposed to be a fighter. And the fact that this interim speaker started the new session off with a recess... I think is very yeah. questionable as well. So I'm really hoping that Matt Getz continues to turn up the pressure and they and he really works with his other colleagues to find a good person. I know Jordan's running. There's still other people that could jump in. I really do want them to find the right person. Take your time with it. Go slow. Kevin, respectfully, thank you for what you did or, or didn't do. But we're moving on. The people have spoken. That's democracy in action. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this is this is, is should be considered uh, one of the greatest uh, American stories about our greatness is that we actually hold our elected officials accountable when they break their when they break their promises to us. Um, uh, there's a great article, by the way, on uh, and tr- Donald Trump has said that he absolutely will take the speaker position uh, on, on temporarily and that he is a unifier. I don't know that, it, you know, on balance, as much as I love Trump, I really think he's not a legis- He's not an attorney. He's, he doesn't know all the processes. He doesn't necessarily know all the players. I, I think in the interest of time and the clock that we're up against to try to save this nation, I don't think that that's our best bet. I'm actually liking the choice so far between Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. And believe it or not, Political actually has a, a great article out. I don't like how they characterize it. Speaker race so far, heir apparent versus chaos agent, because there's nothing chaotic that's going on here. They want to use the term chaotic because they're upset that they've got people disrupting the uniparty establishment game where they pretend that we have a two-party system. The Republican Party wants to go back into the minority so that they can campaign against the Democrats who they're in lockstep with and in partnership with. So this is not chaotic. This is our Republic at work. Kevin McCarthy agreed in order to take the position. He agreed to the condition of the motion to vacate. He agreed that one person can bring the motion. There was a vote. It took place. That's our government at work. Mitch McConnell came out and said, we got to get rid of the motion to vacate, vacate because, you know, the American people, uh, you know, people need to be able to govern and they need to see governing going on um, by whose definition of governing. It's not governing for Kevin McCarthy to not bring forth appropriations bills and amendments for the appropriation bills and to get us jammed up uh, up against the clock again on a shutdown and then backed up and up against the clock again for an omnibus. We haven't had a balanced budget in decades. Decades. We're not governing. That's the point. Getting back to this political article. Uh, it's it's a good reminder. It just hits a couple of the highlights, but it's a good reminder of who Steve Scalise is and who Jim Jordan is. And he Scalise is considered the heir apparent because he's been whip. Um, his greatest strengths, according to Politico, relationships, personality, and story. Of course, uh, he was the one that was shot and, and almost died on the baseball field. He's a jovial guy. Um, he's, uh, you know... Um, had close relationships in the past where he's been able to uh, um, carve out some good deals for some good actual conservative policy positions. According to Politico, his biggest weakness, he's a great fundraiser, his biggest weakest weakness is old feuds, um, and that includes Kevin McCarthy. Um, that, to me, is not a weakness. That's a high point if he's been bumping up against McCarthy. Uh, the article says the dark horse, Jim Jordan. That tells me Politico uh, wants Steve Scalise and not Jim Jordan. Here it says his greatest uh, strengths are cr- conservative credentials in the Trump card. Um, they bash him for the fact that he um, wanted to impeach or um, 
see what they say here. I'm having a fast forward on this article about how um, he, impeaching the former IRS commissioner and even former Attorney General Rod Rosenstein over the investigation of Russia. Uh, that to me right now, to me, the front runner is Jim Jordan, um, because I'm absolutely not convinced that we're actually going to the uh, he's doing good oversight work. But quite frankly, we need to pull the trigger on articles of impeachment. We need somebody in speaker in the speaker position who's going to be willing to use the leverages of power that we have. And that means withholding the purse strings and using the power of the purse to affect change. And since we don't have the Department of Justice, we can't prosecute anybody. I really think we need to uh, we, we've got enough evidence for, already for a Trump for a a Department of Justice uh, criminal prosecution. We need the, the pressure to be put on state attorney generals and state uh, uh, U.S. attorneys in various states to bring the prosecutions there. So that's my take on that. When we come back, guess what's coming to a workplace near you, America? Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. little story here nobody else is talking about. The Equal Opportunity Commission... EEOC has uh, decided that they are now going to, under um, the Civil Rights Act, as well as some other legal wranglings that taken that have taken place, that they are now going to impose a rule in the workplace that um, that it, it, that their rule adds that an employer's duty to protect workers. Uh, well, let me let me back up here. I'm getting ahead of myself. It's rather lengthy uh, what's going on here, and I want to make sure I get to the heart of it. So federal law prohibits uh, harassment on the basis of sex in, in the workplace. Right. We all know we've all you know had the sexual harassment seminars. Um, now, under uh, the Biden administration, the EEOC, which is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, now um, wants to rule that sexual harassment in the workplace, their pr- proposed w- rule, is that it's now going to be considered sex-based discrimination if you don't use somebody's preferred pronouns that they want to use. So if you've got a dude in the workplace who declares that he's a she, you're going to be guilty of harassment in the workplace if you don't use the pronouns that are demanded. Uh, the proposed rule cites the Supreme Court decision in Bostock versus Clayton County in 2020 stating that, quote, sex-based discrimination includes discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, I think what they meant, though, and I haven't read I, I, I haven't read the brief or the judgment or the ruling or whatever you call it on this case. But I think what they're saying is, is you can't fire somebody because they're gay. I don't think it means that now a gay person or somebody who decides to call themselves, they've declared that they're a cat and they want you to refer to them as feline and use some a pronoun they've cooked up like Z that I don't think that that's what the Supreme Court meant. 
But here's what the EEOC is now claiming. Um, uh, although, I don't know, accordingly, sex-based harassment includes harassment on the basis of sexual orientation, including how the identity is expressed. So maybe that is the wiggle room there. I still don't see how this for how anything related it's hard to tell in this argument if that quote is from the EEOC or from the Supreme Court case but let's say because this article this is from the daily signal is really not well written but let's say it's the Supreme Court who said sex based harassment includes harassment on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity including how that identity is expressed that does not say that that you have you you can be forced that that discrimination means or anti-discrimination means that a fellow employee can now be compelled to use pronouns and words that violate their religious beliefs or any beliefs that they have. Here's what the EEOC claims. Examples include epithets regarding sexual orientation or gender identity, physical assault, okay, harassment because an individual does not present in a manner that would stereotypically be associated with that person's gender. So now... You may have a guy come into your your interview and, you know, um, pre- wear a suit and tie, look like a banker because you're hiring him to be a teller in a bank. And then if he shows up to work the next day in four inch pink heels, red lipsticks, red lipstick and earrings, you're not allowed to say anything. Goes on to say, in other examples, intentional and repeated use of a name or pronoun inconsistent with the individual's gender identity, quote, mis, uh, parentheses, misgendering, or the denial of access to a bathroom or other sex segregated facility consistent with the individual's gender identity. It's now going to be harassment, ladies, if you speak up when a biological male walks into the ladies' bathroom or any other, let's say you've got a gym at the workplace, a locker room at the workplace, a shower at the workplace. It's now sexual harassment. If you Which, by the way, how in the world does this comply with the original sexual harassment guidelines and laws in this country? The last time I was trained on sexual harassment, no man could flash his parts at me. And yet now, because all they got to do is say, I think I'm a woman, I'm a woman, and they can flash their junk in my face. However, let me tell you, if I were to walk in, in or if I were to, um, you know, you know, comment on another person's private parts, I would be accused of sexual harassment. This isn't this isn't in the basis of any kind of law here. This is tyranny. This is a perfect example of what a police state is. In fact, Google the police state, because a lot of people we we talked about police state earlier. A lot of people think that what a police state is, is it just means really like the jackboot of tyranny coming around and maybe knocking on your door to to make sure that you've gotten the covid shot. But but this is the definition of 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 a police state in our own workplace. Let me give you a definition. A political unit characterized by repressive government control of political, economic and social life, usually by an arbitrary exercise of power by police and especially secret police in place of regular operation of administrative and judicial organs of the government according to publicly known legal procedures. How is this not repressive government control of not just political, economic, and social life, but your religious life as well. Because this is forcing you 
to be subjected and subjugated to a small segment of our population who now gets to lord over you and deny you every enumerated constitutional protection that you have. Acting as a police state over you, acting as police over you. In fact, let me get back to this article. They give an example of Jennifer cashiered a fast food restaurant who identifies as female. And one of the supervisors frequently uses this person's male name, male pronouns. Goes on to say, um, that employers are not required to accommodate religious expression that creates or reasonably threatens to create a hostile work environment. So in other words, if you are a religious person, you're not, you're not only not protected, your expression of your belief is now criminal, criminalized. Because by the way, these sexual harassment rules that we have in the workplace, you can be charged criminally for this if you violate it. So now you don't have any religious exemption and therefore and, and therefore any expression of your religious your religious beliefs in this context is now criminalized. Your reaction, DJ Broccolini. They want you to bow to the new state's religion. Um, this is the sort of heresy that people, you know, attribute to evangelicals, if you will. But you see it coming from the sort of secular state sponsored uh, belief system, if you will. And it's being thrust upon us. It's being forced upon us, like you're saying. Well, yeah. And not only that, but when you think about um, it, it, it and we should have never. Th- and this is so tied into COVID as well, because our religious beliefs are being completely taken from us. And this will solidify communism in this country. We, and, and if you understand the Bible, you know that, how do I say this without sounding like, uh, like a kook? Um, they, in order to usher in uh, their communist state, Right. They've got to deny us our religious our our religious freedoms. They've got to replace God with state. You've got to be at some point. This is the beginnings of what we've seen uh, uh, prophesied in the Bible. This is going to tie into the digital footprint that you have where you won't be able to buy anything. You won't be able to uh, you're going to have to denounce your religious beliefs in order to operate in society. This is getting even more dangerous than just the police state and tyranny. Because your religious beliefs are now, uh, it's finally here. It's now, it's not something we're going to, it's in the future. We're already here. Your religious beliefs, Americans, and your expression of it is now criminalized. It's beyond you're just not being allowed a religious exemption anymore to get a shot. It's now criminal for you to express your religious beliefs in the workplace, according to this new rule by the EEOC. We're going to continue our discussion. Stay tuned. It's not unusual to use our heat and the AC in the same day here. With our high energy costs, man, it's essential to keep your home comfort system operating efficiently. Save time and money with the VIP maintenance plan from Jackson and Foster Heating and Air, a North American contractor of the year. VIP members receive a spring and fall inspection and tune-up for just $199. That's a $100 savings. Plus, you'll save up to 20% on parts for any needed repairs throughout the year. VIP members enjoy priority scheduling, too. So when it's triple-digit heat outside and your AC doesn't blow cold, you'll move 
to the front of the line. Call Jackson and Foster Heating and Air to become a VIP member or to schedule service. Jackson and Foster Heating and Air. Our family, serving your family since 1931. Call 619-667-4328. 619-667-4328. Are you tired of chatter? People who think they know what's best for you. Does your brain need an adjustment? Tune in Saturdays from 1 to 2 for My Super Spine. Join Dr. Leo and his entourage of guests and experts. Get armored up with wisdom and common sense, reasonable thoughts, tools, keys, and resources to level up all areas of your life. It's all here to help you. My Super Spine, Saturdays from 1 to 2 on The Answer. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. Hey, San Diego, this is host of Sovereign Radio, Scotty Sachs, every Saturday at noon, right here on KCBQ 1170. I'll talk about subjects and bring you guests you won't hear in mainstream media. Geopolitics, the central bank fiat money system, exposing corruption, human trafficking, and pedophilia in our global systems of government, big business, and Hollywood, and much more. Tune in every Saturday at noon to Sovereign Radio with yours truly, Scotty Sachs. And go to SovereignRadio.net for all the latest show info. The Answer San Diego has gone interactive. Download our free app to get special offers, deals, and more than just status updates and pointless selfies from your smartphone. Let's take a selfie. Did you hear something that you want to weigh in on? Download the free The Answer app to instantly call or email the station straight from your mobile device. The app is social, making you the first to know and respond. Download the free app today. The Answer San Diego, the best conservative coverage in San Diego. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group, because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. Dave Stahl, a man of many interests, a man who wants to know more about pinstriping vehicles, a man who wants to understand MMA fighters, a man who interviews makeup artists. Yeah, Dave is quite interesting. Join Dave Stahl every Sunday at 1 p.m. for Yak Radio, a show that's about, well, anything. Each topic is always different and full of information that will help you and your family get through life. That's Yak Radio with Dave Stahl, Sundays at 1 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. The best conservative coverage in San Diego. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The Answer. Streaming at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. FM 96.1 and AM 1170. The Answer. AK. Dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Y'all know that uh, you longtime Andrea K. Show listeners know that I went to LSU 
proud sorority girl here. I love my time in the sorority. I'm still uh, my best friend. I met when I was uh, it, the day that I pledged DZ babies. Unfortunately for me, uh, Joy Behar is also a Delta Zeta. It almost makes me want to renounce DZ, but I still love my sisters so much. Um, however, there's something, some shakedown, something ugly going down at San Diego State in the Greek life. Uh, DJ Sesame Broccolini has the story. What's going on at SDSU, my dude? Well, apparently... And again, this is all alleged, but it seems that seven different fraternities have been suspended and the college is doing an investigation into accusations that have been made about student conduct violations. And I just want to say, first of all, all of these fraternities and their members, all the brothers are innocent until proven guilty. That's how yes. the country should work. Uh, yep. Having said that, it does seem like they probably have done some stuff that was just rowdy. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can fill this in for me because I didn't even really do Greek life officially in college. Mm-hmm. I just was adjacent to it because I lived with people who were in it. Well, what's the allegations? Uh, manufacture, distribution, use or possession of alcoholic beverages, disorderly, <gasps> lewd, indecent behavior. Hazing, <gasps> harassment, abusive behavior. Apparently, there's a presidential task force dedicated to alcohol and substance misuse, not abuse, um, mm-hmm. that has been formed, mm-hmm. and they are investigating. And I guess five of these seven have been in hot water before and within the last five years. So this is a, a repeat offense, I guess, for, for some of these organizations. Um, okay, so the allegations is that they have got caught with hooch and got caught acting naughty. Is that is that what the story is here? Uh, that's the allegation, yeah, allegedly. But yes, that okay. is the story. Okay. <laughs> we called that Tuesday at nine a.m. at LSU. Okay. <laughs> On Mad Hatter, which was the day that you find out who your big sister was. They do it differently now. When I was at DZ, uh, you you had to go on like a scavenger hunt, and it involved your the your soon to, you're going to find out who your big sister is, and whoever that was had you know partnered with all the different fraternities on fraternity row and and you would get go first you'd have to go to Sigma Nu, you'd have to go to the Delta House, you'd have to go to you know. Uh, you know, all the all the different fraternities, SAE and BR, and then you'd make your way back to the sorority house. And some of the things you had to do was like, you know, get on the floor and roll tampons with your noses. <laughs> this is the kind of dopey stuff you do when you're in Greek life because you're 18 years old and you're stupid. And you know what? I mean, it, it, you know, if that's not your idea of fun, then join, don't join a frat. Okay. And I and as for the alcohol thing, when I was at LSU, the you know the drinking age was the legal age to drink was eighteen. Um, now it's twenty one. So okay, if you're under twenty one, you shouldn't be drinking. But other than that, I mean, how you know they they got busted with some hooch? They're shutting them down for that. I don't know, Riley. Yeah, where, I don't, seems, you, there, I think you go to a, school, my dude? Did you go to a Jesuit? Jesuit? Did, did you? What? <laughs> University of San Diego. <laughs> go Toreros. Um, oh, you went to USD? Yes, okay. ma'am. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bleed Toreros. Beautiful Latin mass, by the way. I don't know if there's any other uh, fellow Toreros out there, but we're one big yeah. happy family. And look, yeah, it, honestly, there's been, you know, a, a pretty bad weekend. I guess they had a lot of medical aid calls on campus, and that's always concerning, especially, mm. I'm sure, for the parents. True, um, true. Having said that, you know, it's like... 
busting kids just for the for the possession of, of alcohol or something it's like I, I i don't know about all that i mean some 18 year old kid just so happens to be holding you know a handle and all of a sudden you know we got to bring in the police state and uh the fbi's yeah. got to come busting into the dorm um and it's it's interesting i don't know here's here's my thing because it could work out maybe i don't know i mean maybe you can tell me here i don't know what the end goal is i mean are these people just going to get kind of a slap on the wrist? Is there a fine? Are students kicked out of Greek life, possibly? Are chapters at the campus suspended? I don't really know how any of that works. So I, I don't know if maybe you could enlighten me here with some of the disciplinary um, stuff that the school could. Because what, what are they trying to do with this investigation? Determine what happened and then what? Where do we go? Look, right now, Greek life is under attack from the left. This is one of the institutions that they're trying to destroy. It's considered elitist. Um, of course it doesn't, you know, um, it, 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 the idea of a sorority is that it be girls. So it doesn't follow the whole trans movement that's going on in this country. You don't uh, think there recently, are trans sororities out there or trans well, fraternities or, well, you know what? They, they need to start a chapter. They need to start their own house. Okay. Instead, what we've had is situations like Kappa, uh, Kappa Kappa Gamma up in, I, I don't remember if the, the, where the chapter was, if it was Minnesota, no way the Kappas would have ever at LSU agreed to have a dude join their house. So no, we had these little lefties up in Minnesota or wherever it was, Wisconsin, at their little little chapter thinking they were going to pat themselves virtue signal by letting a dude who identified as a girl join their house. And then they had to file a lawsuit to try to get rid of him because he was getting, uh, you know, obviously aroused watching them, them, you know, change clothes in front of him because it was the ultimate scam, right? Pretend you're a girl and then you get to go hang out with, you know, hot chicks all day long and live in the house, right? They lost the lawsuit because they didn't identify in their own chapters what, what the definition of a woman was and the court wasn't going to define that for them. And a lot of people are blaming the court. I blame these girls. Don't be stupid. Why did you accept this guy in the first place? So there is there is a lot of, of movement against Greek life going on in terms of punishment when uh, it, they, it can go too far. It can go too far with hazing, it, 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 including the use of alcohol. And SAE died at LSU um, from drinking too much. And um, uh, bid day is, is gone. It, it, the way that when people would find out what sorority fraternity they got accepted into, it was a big open in the streets, like Mardi Gras. They got rid of bid day. They got rid of Fiji, um, you know, South Seas and some of the big street but parties why, we had. They toned it down. Day? They can't but just no, keep it and make it right. like safer it, for, for kids, for 18 well, year olds, 19 year olds. Well, yeah. I mean, just just keep it and then just, you know, um, set up little like beer gardens or whatever you do with ID checks, you know, because there's 21 year old members in these fraternities. But at least they didn't close the chapters down. I don't believe there's been one chapter at LSU that's closed. But part of this investigation, my hinky meter is going off the chart here thinking seven frats. That, you know, they shut down. That's very extreme. I think the Greek system is under attack for all the reasons I just described that LSU had to shut down. And I don't necessarily have a problem with Old South being shut down. That was a that was the Kappa Alpha fraternity. And they would recreate they would um, have horse drawn carriages and the, the frat boys would be dressed like Confederate soldiers and the sorority girls would be dressed in ball gowns like they looked like they were Scarlett O'Hara and the boys would come and pick them up and they would go to a big party. It was a ball. I can kind of see why that needed to go away. 
Okay. In fact, by the way, if you if you don't remember, uh, the host who got fired from uh, he had been the longtime host of The Bachelor, Chris Harrison. The reason why he got fired was because he defended one of the bachelorettes because she had actually been a sorority girl at a time where she went to an old an old South party. He lost his job because he said, you know what? I don't think she meant that as a racist or as the bad thing. And he got fired over a sorority party. So I'm just saying the sorority system, the Greek system is, is under attack in this country. They would love to get rid of it there. And, and I guarantee you they're in the process of looking at the bylaws and trying to think how they can dismantle it on, on college campuses. These are private organizations, privately funded, no state taxpayers money go into it. So good luck with that legally. Look, here's the bottom line. You got, you got enough dudes out there that with your, you know, uh, start your own sorority, start your own fraternity. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's that's the solution. Just like uh, you're, you're a biological male and you think you're you know, you're a woman. They need to compete. They need to have their own category on uh, in sporting events. That's the solution for that. No, but they don't want that because this they're the bullies. They're the they're the tyrants and the dictators. And this small fraction of our society is growing. They they, they want complete control over society. Um, and they also want to grow their group, which is why they're recruiting children. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Friday Eve. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Rounding out the hour tonight before the break, uh, finishing up the hour tonight before the break, we were talking about some Greek life because seven fraternities uh, have been shuttered temporarily, I guess, uh, while there's under uh, while they're under investigation for um, being fraternity boys, in, in, in my opinion. Um, uh, but before we move on from that, Riley, um, did they say how long the investigation was going to take or when they might be back operating? No, uh, but some some organizations have reached out for comment. They haven't heard anything yet, so I think right now it's just mm-hmm. in the hands of the school, the SDSU police department. Apparently some kids were taken to a local hospital with some injuries, but they haven't been disclosed, so we don't know exactly what's going on, um, and they're not really giving us a whole lot of information. Okay. Well, people can go too far. And when they do, and when if there's crimes committed, I'm, you know, I'm all about, you know, being, being accountable and responsible, but the movement to destroy the Greek system is ridiculous. Um, so it, you know, it was some of the best, some of the, some of your best learning in your college years is not in the classroom. It's in relationships. It's in working with other people. It's in, you know, getting interpersonal, gaining interpersonal relationship skills. And let me tell you, I can't speak for dudes, but when you got it, when you, when you're living with 52 young women, you got to get, you got to get up to some, up to speed on some negotiation skills and some interpersonal skills real dang quick okay and we had hazing and my bestie and i when we look back we laugh our butts off at the hazing because no it wasn't the kind of hazing where anybody got hurt it was silly stupid stuff but you know what i mean it was some of the most you know precious years of my life and i get why and part of the reason why they're going after the greek system is because um they're they're it's it's anti uh you know with a push for communism they want everybody to have equal lifestyle they want everybody to have equal amount of pay Everybody live in the same kind of house, you know, you know, the equal distribution of misery. Right. And the Greek system are the elites. Not everybody can afford to be in a sorority or fraternity. But you know what? Life's hard. 
right? And it, and we were talking about that during the break. It reminded me of a clip from Candace Owen. She was speaking, I think, yesterday or the day before at a t- Turning Point event and very pregnant. She looks like she's about ready to pop. This baby looks fully cooked, and she's such a gorgeous pregnant woman, by the way. So there, stand, here stands up some heavy set, unattractive, rainbow-haired weirdo who says to Candace, Candace Owen, do you know what? I, I just that I, I do you not understand that the trans people here at this school and I don't even I'm not even sure what school it was at. Do you do, do you not understand that the trans people here are just triggered by by your very presence? And she's like, are you kidding me? Tell me if I got this wrong. Sesame broccolini. She's like, are you kidding? I, I'm too pregnant for that kind of put on a helmet. She goes, I, I, I too bad. Put on a helmet. I'm too pregnant f- for this kind of nonsense. Next question. And it was like, you know what? That's 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 what should be happening in this country in so many areas, whether it's you can't afford to go to a sorority, too bad, put on a helmet. You're scared to go outside without a mask and you're scared, you know, to be around me without, well, too bad, put on a helmet. You know, we, we don't have, the rest of society does not have to exist to placate you and your sensitive feelings, right, uh, Broccolini? Uh, yeah, I think decades and decades, honestly, of coddling kids, especially on college campuses, has produced a very, very weak type of person. And obviously, we know, you know, weak time or weak people lead to hard times, which produce strong people who then produce good times. And all this luxury we have and all the great things we have in our life are taken care of. All of our real needs are met, at least for the vast majority of us, physically and even hopefully emotionally. But I don't know. And maybe not with this person because she seems I mean unhinged I don't know and just so darn sensitive and clearly she went up there to make a point and try to make a statement mm-hmm. and express her opposition and signal to all of her peers I'm virtuous I have the moral yes. high ground I am the truth teller here uh, and it really just backfires <laughs> so much in the clip and oh, yeah everybody online is like this is so crazy um, and it is it really is yeah, well, that ball hit her right back in the face, hit her right between the eyes. She threw that hard ball at Candace Owens, and Candace Owens delivered it right back between the eyes at her. And you know what? And that, and and I was so grateful because pregnant or not, I mean, yeah, she was just like, I don't even, I can't even deal with this. But you know what? That's how we should all be, and you know, not pregnant. We don't have to put up with this crap. We don't have to go, oh, gee, you know what? I don't want to offend the trans community. You know, they're people, too. And the way that all these squishy rhinos and phony conservatives and media act. She's like, no, I'm not I'm not going to placate that. And when and earlier in the show, we were talking about the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission now going to be putting us all in that position in the workplace. And we need to decide whether or not we're going to respond with Candace Owens, because what they're doing with that. Think back. We allowed them to completely destroy our lives over COVID. They, we allowed them to seize control over our businesses, our bodies, every aspect of our life. This is the police state. People think of the term police state as just um, the jackboots, right? And, and literally wearing police uniforms. But it's about a tyrannical government repressing us. And that's what's going on here. They got away with it with COVID. We can't put it up with it any, anymore. We've got to be willing to take a stand and say no. I'm not going to use your pro, your pronouns, and we've got to be willing to push back. Well, and where is the? Go yeah, ahead. No, you're right. No, it's just it's interesting that you say that because so much of it, like you're saying, is about controlling the narrative, about controlling the flow of information, about determining what is right for people, what is true for people, and it really does make me miss the times with like JFK, uh, a clear progressive, and someone on the Republican side, maybe Richard Nixon, having it out. We used to live in a country where Republicans, conservatives, liberals, Democrats, progressives, we could actually have interesting conversations and debate each other a little bit. Things could get heated. 
Ronald Reagan, Tip O'Neill, uh, we Antonin Scalia, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We used mm-hmm. to have this kind of back and forth, and we could sort of you know agree to disagree and still live in the same country and have the same spaces together. But now it's become so hostile and such a mm-hmm. militant environment for a very very uh, weird ideology that we're supposed to be bowing down to. And I do wonder, like all the other kids in this crowd who are at these kind of events, what are they thinking? You know, like, do you think her right. peers on campus think, oh, this this stuff is just nuts. It's ridiculous. Or or is it more like no people are buying into it? Or is it more like people don't, but they're too afraid to speak up? And that opens the door to tyranny, because if we don't stand up, like you're saying, That's then right. they will. That's exactly how it goes. I think there's a small I think what's happening on college campuses is what's happening across the country, including our government. One of the ways that Kevin McCarthy has failed us is not pushing back against uh, against this trans stuff. And the Republican Party, by the way, is not being forceful. When you see these seven wannabe presidential candidates uh, on the Republican stage, none of them is really fighting hard. Vivek Ramaswamy in the last debate pushed the hardest uh, against this. Um, But there's there should be there should be legislation coming out of Congress to stop this crap uh, uh, against the, the Biden administration. Um, but they're not doing anything about it. The Republican Party should be could be coming forth with that, saying we're not going to fund your EEOC, given this rule. Right. They need to be using the power of the purse for that. But this is also a reminder that there's that there's places like Public Square that where there's conservative businesses out there. And what we need to do, we need to be doing businesses with conservative businesses. And we also need to be even though there's a rule, I want to do business and work at a place where they don't they, they don't they say, you know what, EEOC, not in my workplace. That may be your rule, but we're not going to enforce it in my in my workplace. Well, it's very interesting. we need some. Yeah. Yeah. Because the tolerance, it goes, it seems to go one way. You know, you see conservatives that will, you know, tolerate some some infighting even amongst each other. You find 10 yeah. conservative commentators and they may all have different takes. But you see the people who most loudly yell about love and tolerance are becoming the most mm-hmm. aggressive and intolerant very quickly. And I think I don't know if Republicans in Congress really know know about this or see that it's going on or feel it in their own lives. I feel it in my daily life. Just with people mm-hmm. I see on the street, people I meet at the grocery store, I feel that tension in my daily life. And I do wonder, when is it going to be enough? When do we draw the line in the sand and say no more? Well, you would have thought that we'd be drawing the line in the sand when we're mutilating children. But the Republican Party has not done anything about that either. Uh, you know, they're, they're too busy, especially this week, they're too busy attacking uh, eight people that dared to stand up for principles. Um, but, you know, we, we need to be like those businesses, like that Italian restaurant up in Huntington Beach that never closed its doors during COVID. We need to be like the churches that stayed open. And, and this idea that as conservatives, we follow the government, we follow the law. No, we are not obligated to follow a law that's unconstitutional. It is our obligation as Christians and as conservatives to push back against the, uh, the tyranny that's taking place in, in, in this country. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.